I'd had a few rough experiences in a row, which I know would be expected in hell. But I'm so used to the feelings of complete and total apathy, I don't know why I decided to hold out hope for something better here. Hope is the first thing you have to learn to discard in this world. The more hope you have, the more it hurts when your hope is unfounded. Lost Ones by Lindsay Brenton I found another house. This one was bigger and newer than any in my memory, which isn't a long memory. Maybe that's why I've been making stupid choices and getting involved in other hells, more involved than just observing and learning. Maybe I'm turning into the next phase of me. The me in the future who will only remember these thoughts because they've been recorded. Well, future me, we have a name that was given to us. Elizabeth. I wouldn't have chosen it myself, but that small child called it out with such joy that I can't help but be attached to it. Even if that child isn't here anymore. Uh, but the house. This new house. It was big, and new-looking. I went inside, wishing that if God does exist, he would let me pass out on the closest piece of furniture and not wake up until I'd forgotten every last bit of hell. I entered the big front double doors and entered the house. Almost everything was pure white. Light filtered through the windows, and lamps and ceiling lights were all turned on. It was so warm and comforting. The floors seem to be made out of marble. If the person who owned this house is the person attached to it, I can understand why they're in hell. If they could afford a house as ridiculously extravagant as this, they probably did some shifty things in life. I walked up the stairs, looking around at the art on the second floor. It was mostly that abstract, modern art that no one actually likes or understands, but pretends that they do. I looked through the rooms, trying to find a bedroom. There were a lot of rooms that didn't seem to have a purpose, because nothing was inside them. In fact, no matter what door I opened, every room was empty. Even if I couldn't sleep, I just wanted to lie down and pretend I could feel rested. Finally, I just went into an empty room, using my backpack as a pillow and closing my eyes. The sky outside darkened, but I didn't pay it any mind. Let whatever happen, happen. I was going to pretend to sleep. 
As I rested my head on my backpack, I started hearing a creaking through the house. That was strange, considering how new the house was. Sighing, I stood up. May as well check it out. Nothing else on my agenda for the day. I put the backpack straps over my shoulders, exiting the room and looking down the hall. The lights that had looked warm when the sky was bright now looked unnatural and ugly. Trudging down the hall was an old man. He looked withered and frail. His skin looked paper thin. His footsteps thudded and rang out, as if his body was much, much heavier than it looked. He moved slowly through the hall, opening the doors and looking inside the empty rooms. He looked tired and heartbroken as he opened each door and closed it again. He slumped his way over to me, pushing past me to check out the next room. What a sad old man, I thought. All the money in the world, and he still has nothing. I walked out of the house, not feeling like intervening this time around. No more hope, no more heartbreak. And as I closed the door, the house disappeared, and I was back on a road. I was fine with that. Maybe I'd been transported to an entirely new section of hell. I wouldn't mind that as long as I'd get involved with less monsters. The sky was still dark, and I started walking. The sky was still dark, and I started walking. This was more of the scary highway thing I think I've mentioned earlier. Highway at night, walking down it, perfect time for something scary to happen. I continued to walk until I saw a huge, grotesque sign, blinking neon light into the darkness. I use grotesque in a different context than the word is usually used. Usually when people say grotesque, they mean something horrific. But I'm using the more literal definition, in which something grotesque is comically ugly or exaggerated. Basically, I called the sign grotesque because it showed a pole with what I can only describe as a woman attached to a ridiculously large pair of breasts holding on to the pole. There was more breasts than woman. In big lime green letters underneath the breasts on a pole were the words, Nudes, a club for gentlemen. I always thought that calling places like these gentlemen clubs was the biggest oxymoron in the world. Well, if any place deserved to be in hell, it was this one. I considered just walking past it, not going inside, but my curiosity is probably my only consistent character trait. I walked up to the door, and I felt cold. Looking up, I saw that it was snowing. I hugged myself, breathing in the cold air. It was nice, the cold. I exhaled, and a cloud escaped my lips. I giggled. A bit of snow was sticking around the building, and I scooped some up in my hands. It was so cold, but it was so beautiful. Everything has its moments, even in hell, I suppose. I threw the snow in the air, letting it fall down around me. It put me in a good mood to see something so simple and ordinary and beautiful. I wanted to leave that moment before something could taint it. 
I wanted to leave that moment as pure and simple as it was. So I turned and entered the strip club, leaving the moment of calm as just that, a moment. All the Lost Ones by Lindsay Brenton. Music by Monolith. You can find his work on SoundCloud. If you want to support this podcast, please consider buying coffee at coffee.com slash Lindsay Brenton or becoming a patron at patreon.com slash Lindsay Brenton. Thank you for listening. <laughs>